Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Lawrence Taylor of the Kenilworth Baptist Church speaking, and this is Reflection on the Scripture. Thank you for joining with us today. Today, I want to talk about Juneteenth and the importance that holiday is to the African-American community. Let me read a few passages from the Bible. In the Gospel of John, chapter 8, beginning at verse 31, it reads, So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed him, If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants, and have never yet been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is the slave of sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son does remain forever. So if the Son makes you free, you will be free indeed. So in this uh, passage, Jesus speaking to Israel tells them that they were slaves. Now, they, they said something that was totally untrue. Uh, and that's in verse 33 of this passage, when it says, they answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never yet been enslaved to anyone. Well, that's just not true. Would they forget about Egypt, where they were under bondage for 430 years? And let's also note, 70 years under Babylonian captivity, so that statement in verse 33 is just incorrect. But Jesus was not talking about that kind of slavery. He wasn't talking about chattel slavery. He was talking about slavery to sin. That's why Jesus answers them in verse 34. Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is the slave of sin. Now, the notion of freedom or liberation is something that has reverberated throughout history in the minds of human beings because human beings, because of depravity, have always enslaved other human beings. In the United States, because we had chattel slavery. Before chattel slavery, we had uh, what's known as indentured servitude, but then eventually that morphed to chattel slavery where a person was born into slavery and remained a slave for the rest of his or her life merely because of the color of the skin. In 1863, Abraham Lincoln, 16th President of the United States, issued an executive order, the Emancipation Proclamation. That proclamation said that slaves who resided in states that were in rebellion to the Union 
are now free. Well, it didn't free slaves who were in the border states, like in Delaware and Kentucky and Maryland. It didn't free those slaves. In fact, over 600,000 of them remained in slavery because the Emancipation Proclamation did not apply to them. Interesting thing that Lincoln did offer reparations, but he offered reparations to slave owners in the border states. He said, look, if you uh, take off financial compensation that the government will offer you for each one of your slaves, you set them free, um, that would be a reparation for setting your slaves free. So the only people who were ever offered reparations were slave owners. The slaves themselves who did the labor, they were never offered reparations. And that's a side note. But uh, in terms of this Emancipation Proclamation, you have to acknowledge the fact that slaves did not I mean, the slave owners did not just automatically set the slaves free because this was issued by Lincoln. Lincoln was not recognized as their president. Eleven states seceded from the Union beginning in 1860 with the election of Abraham Lincoln. The major issue for that secession was slavery. You know, not this multi-causal stuff that they teach you in the high school history books, you know, that it was because of a tariff and because of state rights uh, and because of the northern invasion of the south uh, and southern integrity and a whole bunch of these other nonsensical things that they teach. That's known as the myth of the lost cause. Myth of the lost cause simply is a rationalization that the architects of the Civil War came up with after they lost the war. That's what they came up with. They came up with this mythology that the cause of the Civil War was slavery. I mean, so that the cause of the Civil War was multi-causal. Slavery was just one issue, but it wasn't the only issue. Now, it was the issue. It was the only issue. Now, you know, I can offer... Ample evidence for that. Uh, first of all, all you have to do is look at the secession notes that were left behind after every state seceded. Every state that seceded had a convention. It's known as a secessionist convention. And in every one of those notes, whether you're talking about Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, South Carolina, in every one of them, they said the reason why they are seceding from the Union is because of slavery. They didn't even mention anything like a tariff. So as one historian said, if the tariff was one of the causes for secession, apparently they forgot to mention it because there's no mention of it anywhere. But slavery is all over the place. So... It is clear that it was slavery. Abraham Lincoln said it was slavery. Abraham Lincoln said the sine qua non of the Civil War is slavery. Let's also note uh, that prior to 1861, uh, when the war began, the war began in 1861, prior to the Civil War, uh, 
prior to that decade, the previous decade, in the 1850s, there were uh, secessionist or at least sectional tech tensions. Let me explain what that means. What I mean is that there was a great deal of conflict over the issue of slavery. In 1850, they had what's known as the 1850 Compromise, where California comes into the state, uh, into the Union as a free state. Well, to compensate for that, they also brought in a fugitive slave law, most stringent fugitive slave law in the history of this country, where they deputized people from all over the country to capture blacks and bring them back to slavery. And it didn't matter if some of these blacks were free. They captured free blacks, claimed they were slaves, and, and, and took them as, uh, as uh, captives and brought them back to the South because they were given compensation for this. This is known as the Fugitive Slave Act of 1850. 1852, you had um, the publication of Uncle Tom's Cabin, the most popular novel at that time. It was about abolitionism. 1854, you had the creation of the Republican Party. Republican Party was a sectionist party that said that slavery should not uh, go into the territories newly acquired that the United States acquired from Mexico. So, so they, uh, the, the Republican Party said no expansion of slavery. It wasn't an abolitionist party because they didn't say abolish slavery. They said you just don't let it spread in those territories. The first person to run as president for the Republican Party was not Abraham Lincoln. It was a man by the name of John Fremont. And John Fremont was an abolitionist, far more radical on the issue of slavery than uh, Abraham Lincoln was. But he lost to a doe face from Pennsylvania, a guy by the name of um, uh, Buchanan. Uh, Buchanan was a northerner who sympathized with southern issues. Uh, that's why they called him a doe face. And then uh, in... Uh, also, in 1854, you had the Kansas-Nebraska Act. Under the Kansas-Nebraska Act, uh, it stated that those territories uh, will, uh, the, the termination for those territories being slave and free will be based on squatter rights. In other words, the people who occupy that territory first they will be given a referendum, and if they vote in favor of slavery, then the territory becomes a slave territory. If not, it will be a free territory. So both camps, both abolitionists and those who were pro-slavery, rushed into uh, Nebraska and into Kansas, and war broke out between them. You had the Potawatomi Massacre with John Brown, where he, he killed pro-slave people. That's right, the minister, or Everett. Him and his sons went into the house and they took out an axe and they cut those people up. I mean, um, so, so you had that conflict. Uh, it, you, you had um, the liberty laws. Liberty laws uh, said that uh, states 
or municipalities can resist the Fugitive Slave Act. They tried to take a man in Massachusetts, in Boston, Anthony Burns. They said he ran away from slavery. It almost caused a, a, um, a war when they tried to take Anthony Burns. Uh, in 1857, you have the Dred Scott decision. Dred Scott decision uh, where a slave um, was taken uh, from a slave state, brought into a free state, brought back into the slave state. Then he freed for his freedom. He sued for his freedom because he said that once he was taken into free territory, he should have been emancipated. Well, under Rajatani, the chief justice of the Supreme Court, chief justice of the Supreme Court, Rajatani, uh, wrote the ruling. This was the prevailing decision of the Supreme Court, known as the infamous Dred Scott decision. He said that Dred Scott had no standing to bring this lawsuit because he was a black man. And no one of his hue, of his color, could be considered a citizen of the United States. So he lost that case. 1858, you got the Lincoln-Douglas debates in Illinois, where Lincoln is running for the Senate against uh, Stephen A. Douglas. Stephen A. Douglas won. But they debated the issue of the Kansas-Nebraska Act and the Dred Scott decision. 1859, you have the John Brown raid. John Brown took uh, some of his men. They attacked the arsenal at Harper's Ferry. Their plan was to take all the guns out, arm the slaves. Now, John Brown was a white man. Arm all the slaves, and they're going to shoot their way to freedom. And, of course, uh, it, they failed, and I'm ashamed to say uh, it was a black man who squealed on them. <laughs> okay, so, you know, okay, that's a whole different story. And in 1860, when Lincoln is elected president of the United States, South Carolina immediately secedes from the Union, and 10 other states follow pursuit. So everything was about slavery, slavery, slavery. That's what it was all about. You know, these people who want to create these myths and retell the story, they need to listen to all the major historians on this period. There is not one major historian of this period who will give you this multi-causal myth. They will all say that there was one cause of the Civil War, and that was slavery. Well, going back to Juneteenth, what happened is that the slaves did not, well, I... Well, that's debatable. You know, they say they didn't get the news about their freedom. But even if they had the news about their freedom, the slave owners were not about to let them go. Why, why would they do that? They weren't going to listen to Lincoln. Jefferson Davis was their president. Alexander Stevens was their vice president. Why would they listen to Lincoln? So the only way those slaves got free is that they ran away when they got the news and they ran away into the Union camps when the Union camps were nearby. Or the Northern troops entered those areas, and there they were set free. But in this territory in Texas, it wasn't until the troops entered, two and a half years after the issuing of the Emancipation Proclamation, that is June 19th, 1865, 
that they got word of it, and that is how they got free. And since that time, blacks have celebrated this holiday. Whether the federal government declared it a holiday or not is irrelevant. They still celebrated the holiday. It so happens by the good graces of Joe Biden that he declared it a national holiday. I mean, he can do more than just give us a national holiday, but, you know, I won't get into that. But the point is that that holiday was always celebrated because word got out throughout all the states. And that's why people have celebrated this holiday. Uh, So let's dispel some myth here. This is not an insignificant day. June 19th is not insignificant. And number two, it is nothing to be ashamed about, to be ashamed about, right? The, the slaves could not just walk away from the plantations uh, without facing the tyranny of their slave masters. And uh, three, when they got news of it, they celebrated. And so it is something to be celebrated. Fourth of July really is not a holiday for black folks to be celebrating. As Frederick Douglass said in that great speech that he gave in 1852, what is your 4th of July to the American slave? It just reveals your hypocrisy. So that's not a great holiday for, for black folks. I know, I know, you know, a lot of us are glad because we got the day off and we can eat some barbecue, you know. <laughs> but, but other than that, it's not commemorable in that respect because for a large part of the history of this nation, when they were celebrating July 4th, black folks were still in chains. You know, the old expression with Patrick Henry said, give me liberty or give me death. And the slave said, yeah, me too. So, so Juneteenth is an important holiday. But going back to our passage here in the Gospel of John, what is so significant is that whether slave or free, everyone, Jesus says, is a slave to sin. And there is no power in the universe that can free you from the power of sin except Jesus. That is why Jesus says in this passage in verse 36, so if the Son makes you free, you will be free indeed. Well, the Jews who were speaking to to Jesus didn't recognize what he was talking about, but what Jesus is saying said to them is that I'm offering you real freedom, not merely from human bondage, but from the bondage of slavery. And he says, only I can do that. And they didn't recognize the offer that he made. Point is that you should recognize the offer that Jesus is making. For whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So thank you for listening. I hope this has been beneficial. And we'll see you next time. Salvation